0: Nerd, this is Steiner Nerd. I'm your host Sarah Belmont, and with me as always is our Mr. Producer Will Polk. Happy last show of 2023, sir. How are you?
1: I am doing well, and it's been a very exciting 2023 year. Another one in the books. We've had a lot of awesome content. We're, sh- we're sh- we'll be sharing a- some thoughts on our top things tonight but uh yeah' I've, I've uh, as always like we said at the beginning of the year and when we and now that we're at the end of always enjoy our little fireside chats as we call them and uh yeah looking forward to to closing out this year and and moving forward to 2024
0: yeah it's I was not expecting as much good content this year as we got mm mm-hmm um really looking back i don't recall too many like what we refer to as drought periods yeah or too many oh we just got news to cover and i think we took our breaks when there were those occurring just because of other circumstances so that helped us out but overall looking back on it I think this year was very strong in terms of movies and TV, especially. I know that we're going to get to it. And I was thinking about it. I think one of the reasons why is there is actually a lot of shows ending this year.
2: There were. And
0: it's sad. Because because due to the the pandemic, you're like, we just got you back and now you're gone. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, the show...
0: there are yeah. a lot of shows that are de- have debuted this year or last year, and we're finally getting their second seasons or their sequels next year. So, it's it's just the circle of entertainment.
1: <laughs> it is. It really is the circle of entertainment. You're right. And you know, speaking of shows that you know, the one that ended this year, to Flash*, was one that brought us together. And so, but you're right. The circle of entertainment continues because. And we found another show that we both that, uh, that whenever we go through our list, I uh, maybe it may or may not be on our list. but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, the circle of entertainment's always good. And you know, even though it's sometimes hard to say goodbye to certain shows, it could be bittersweet, but then there's always something new on the horizon
0: let's let's just admit we said goodbye to the flash like two years ago. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we did. The, we
0: did. Zo- the infamous zombie episode. And for listeners who have been with us for a while, they know exactly what we're talking about because I will never forget that conversation, which was the first time Will said, yeah, I stopped watching. <laughs> I'm like, I watched the whole thing. I don't know what happened. but What? <laughs> this is Twilight, though. But we did finish it.
2: We did. I, we did.
0: I, I, Will always has to remind me that a the Flash TV show ended this year and that season happened, and b the Flash movie happened this year, yeah. And I had to watch that too in theaters. So, yeah. oh my God! <laughs> uh, but for for also listeners who have listened to our show this year, you teased and you gave a big hint about your list, sir. But we'll get to that in a moment. Um, but you were teasing One Piece which yeah. we have a little bit of news about because, my God, talk about the circle of entertainment, dear Lord. Just, they can't they can't allow something to naturally grow anymore. It's like, oh, you have success? We're going to suddenly monopolize it and probably kill it. So, as much as I like the live-action version of One Piece that we got this year, um, the news is that ne- Netflix is remaking the original One Piece, with a new anime adap- adaptation called *The One Piece*. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, so, so in thinking about it, I know that there were there were people who w- were so overwhelmed and so and fell in love with the show, the live a- adaptation, that they did try to go back and watch yeah. *One Piece*, and their their uh, feedback was. Ooh, those early seasons are rough. Animation. Yeah, yeah. So, in a way, this makes sense. But I also, it sounds like it's also gonna cut some corners in terms of story because it's a brand new adaptation of it. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. So the remake is uh, is going to be starting in the with the East Blue arc. And um, and 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 you know, it's a collaboration between Netflix and Oda, who um, who is the
0: uh, original creator.
1: And so so yeah he's on board everyone's on board and the, and to distinguish it they are going to call it the one piece but uh but yeah i think it was like what 1500 anime and like and, how, and i can't remember how many volumes of the of the manga uh but um yeah they're they're going to redo it and um it, you're right it's just like can't we just leave well enough alone <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah yeah why do we have to have 24 versions of the same thing i yeah. mean we we <laughs> sometimes it works very start, surprisingly, but I feel as though producers look at it when it does work, when a sequel does outshine the original, yeah. when a um, spin-off mm-hmm. um, manages to surpass the original show, its just they're like, oh, we can do that and then they do and they they forget the 15 other times when that didn't work (laughs) when it did. It's, it's amazing, but you know, it's entertainment is somewhat of a gamble, especially if you're a, a producer where you're just putting your money based on the odds of something actually achieving success or, and something flopping. Um, of things, and I have no idea. Will, I have no idea. Yeah. It's been such a weird year for Marvel where next year and the year after lies with between the content mm-hmm. because everybody has been talking for the last two years about the MCU and Disney Plus in particular. It hasn't been the same, the magic isn't there. You see glimpses in certain movies and maybe a TV show you're fine with, but and Loki season two that happened. There are yep. a lot of accolades for that, but on top of that, all of that buzz about like, are they able to pull this off again? You have the biggest villain, the actor who plays him, ends up in a court case and he was found guilty on two counts i know he wasn't found guilty on everything um, but he was found guilty for i believe harassment and was it assault yeah
1: Yeah, it was a third degree assault and second degree harassment yeah yeah
0: potentially one year in prison
1: potentially yeah he gets i think his sentencing is in february yes Yeah. yeah. yeah yeah And, yeah. and
0: on on that note, shortly after that came out or that ruling came out, he was let go from his contract with the MCU. So he will not be playing Kang. Mm-hmm. Granted, we don't even know if Kang will be a thing anymore um, under these circumstances.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, clearly, as as Marvel Studios was just basically waiting to s- had Plan A and Plan B in case of. Full acquittal, partial guilt, uh, as far as as far as the, what the jury would decide, and yeah, and because of the two charges, I um, and I won't get you know won't get into the legal issues with it, and you know, because every state's different. But bottom line, they you know Marvel made their decision, and I think, and, and I, I will say, because I know a lot of people try to compare this to Ezra Miller situation and other people, yep. um, but I think. I think Marvel handled it well, as well as you can't handle these types of situations. You know that had, had, he had his day in court, let due process take its course, um, and you know, and they, and then once once they had resolution on that, then they made the decision that they needed to make.
0: Yeah, and another thing about that comparison is. It's a very different circumstance. And I'm not talking about, like, the legal aspects. Right. I'm talking about from the production company, from in terms sure. of the head of Warner Brothers and the DCEU and the head of Disney and the MCU. Like, in one situation, you have had this actor appear in two movie or one movie, okay two seasons of television and announced that this role is going to be the big overarching arc of this phase that being said the movies aren't made right. like it's all pre-planned ezra miller that movie the flash was made
1: <laughs> yeah it was in the can they arbitrarily it decided to and move then, on
0: yeah and then and then, during the downtime in between post during pro- post-production, excuse me, they that is when the shit fell apart, and all of these things happen that landed him um in in some legal issues. So, like, i I understand the comparison, but at the same time, I'm like, well, from from strictly, a producing point of view those are very different circumstances of what to do and and i think that i would argue in both cases the studios played it right yeah um just from a logical standpoint of like in one instance yeah the the public opinion jury was out on ezra miller like public opinion ruled him guilty a long time ago but they still had to put out that movie because i mean they put spent a lot of money on it so they had to do it and and in this case like disney had the time to like sit back and say okay we're we're gonna let it play out and just see what happens because it you you don't know, and and honestly, the public public opinion hadn't ruled anything either. Like, oh. like there was there was definitely we got some red flags, but nobody nobody yep. was quick to jump, and and also the legal issues were a bit different too. So
1: yeah, they were a bit different, and and also to your point about public opinion, public opinion voted with their pocketbook with the exactly. flag.
0: exactly exactly. Um,
1: they wrote, Will Mark-
0: made me vote
1: yeah. the way I did now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean but uh you know between you know i think the flash was a combination of one you know james gunn's announcement at the beginning of this year about mm-hmm. the new dcu but also i think it was the the ezra miller effect too of just uh people were just like nope i'm voting my pocketbook i mean and because of this guy's this guy's issues and so i think the combination of those two things really depressed that box office
0: yeah which and you have a note on here like at the end of this year looking back both marvel and dc have not had impressive years like thinking in terms of bouncing back in the box office coming off after the um covid and and but but we then you have these writer strikes, but you have all these movies that are coming out. And it's like, no, those those movies weren't talked about nearly the same way that Barbenheimer was. No. <laughs> <laughs> Barbenheimer was a thing. You have yeah. Spider-Man across the the Spider-Verse. That was a moment. Yeah. Um And and honestly, I have to remind myself what comic book movies came out this year because. For for a day, it was this huge thing, but afterwards, like you just mainly had a lot of criticism out there about yeah. what happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, as far as comic book movies this year, I mean, there was Guardians. The ones that I mean, there were three to me that at least for me that stood out: um, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. um, Across the Spider Verse, yeah, and, and Blue Beetle. Or nope. three for me that, yeah, were for me. And, and, and that, that I, you know, that I was like, I came away feeling very positive about. Um, whereas Ant-Man, Quantumania, you know, I was trying to like fool myself into like liking it. <laughs> Cause I, I remember when we did our review earlier in the year. uh But, uh, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's, it was definitely a, a, a lackluster year. I mean, I think, I mean, Collectively, I mean, there you know, there were little diamonds in the rough here and there uh, with in both. Um, um, I think new, more so news wise with DC than, than Marvel uh, with the whole Superman legacy, because uh, I think people overall generally are feeling very positive about where that movie is going to go with the casting of Corn Sweat and Nicholas whole, you know, uh, racial in and etc., and I think they're actually starting filming. I read it in collateral today, I want to say in March, so mm-hmm. so I think that was their big, you know, home run for the year. But, um, other than Loki and Guardians, I mean, Marvel had it rough as far as Marvel Studios,
0: yeah, the, yeah,
1: they and there were some other just personnel things too, like with uh, Victoria Alonzo, with some of you know, with her firing, and so they had just not only on in front of the camera you know things that we saw but just behind the scenes as well uh there was a lot of issues with uh going on in marvel studios this year
0: yeah and then across the board all studios were dealing with the yeah. headlines of the writers and actors strike that's were simultaneously happened yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just right around the when it started it was it was right around the time of barbenheimer yeah. yeah, they still made so much money. Um, yeah, they
1: that, yeah, they got that. They got that. They got that pub, and I'll never forget that with uh, with Barbenheimer because it was the because uh, at that point the writers were already on strike, and uh, fortunately, yeah. the the, uh, the the Directors Guild managed to to make make a deal in June, but so they never did strike. But uh, when the Screen Actors Guild, uh, I think it, I think they went on strike. Was it right right after the fourth? And uh, yeah, they got that pub in, and it's like we're getting in literally under like right under right at the finish line <laughs> before the uh, the lines were drawn uh, for the strike.
0: yeah, yeah it, i I do I, I loved our conversation a few weeks ago about how and because you just blew my mind when you brought up how the the press, like if you think about that time period when the strikes were going on, the movies that came out, you had to really work hard to remember what was happening because yeah. there was so little press for any of them, if not at all. And so now with Wonka, <laughs> I have no <laughs> desire to see Wonka. But I'm constantly seeing on my on my oh, yeah. either either on X or on um TikTok, like interviews with um, Keegan Michael Key and um, Timothy Chalamet, sure. all of the promotion, and it's just, it's like, okay, this is what I'm missing. Like, mm-hmm. no, I know most of these movies, I have no desire to see in in theaters, but it is a piece of entertainment to watch the actors actually trying to promote the pieces yeah. of crap that they have to promote. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i mean well hell i mean alan richards everywhere right now i mean right. i can't like turn on anything without seeing him talking about reacher i mean so it, it really you know we um that that was a great conversation we had about that Um, uh, you know how publicity that really is that you know that i guess earned media um you know of course there's the paid advertising but that that earned media of just doing the circuit with the interviews and and, right. and press junkets just you can't you know that's so invaluable. I mean that that and it was and it was really noticeably at missing. Um, and you know you, you had the canned interviews and of course even those canned interviews is like you know this was filmed before the strikes and all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't the same because it's like you know it's like something filmed months ago. Instead right. of that real-time dynamic, you know, sitting on, sitting there with Jimmy Fallon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, the last bit of news we have is um, Ryan Coogler is developing an X Files remake for Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, Disney Plus. Um, I actually canceled my subscription. I know. I know. I have to renew it very soon. <laughs> <laughs> because what if I know nobody forgot We will be talking about season two of What If next year. Uh I have this timed out, like yep. played out in my mind of how that'll work. But I did a lot of canceling of subscriptions this weekend. I know,
1: <laughs> I know, you, I know. But I know you gave me a like, hey, heads up about HBO Max.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yep, I did. I did yeah. Max, and then because Hulu and Disney, I like got the bundle deal. Um, when I canceled Hulu, Disney Plus went with it, okay. and um, and then I canceled um Apple TV. Um, so and I know like within a matter of a few weeks, like I'll have all those subscriptions back. Maybe not Max because I don't Max, there, Max has great shows, HBO has great shows on it, but there's so much break in between that I'm like. I, all I know is house of dragon season two, I will be watching that. So I will renew (laughs) repurchase (laughs) it at that point. But, but in between, why do I need to be paying that much money when I know I'm not going there browsing through their other stuff? No, unless I have a show going on, I don't need that subscription. So yeah. Yeah
1: yeah uh, yeah um yeah I know there's a couple of things I've been cleaning up but getting back real quick to uh, Ryan Kugler before we get to uh, move on to our next topics uh yeah this uh remake is something it was it was saw it in a Bloomberg uh, re- uh, report uh where they uh yeah it's a, it's a reboot of the x files it looks like they were probably have um you know it's a it's a new version. Scully and Mulder will probably—they won't—they'll probably have them back, as at least—at least, according to some folks on Reddit, uh, the rumor mill is um, they'll be taken apart in some capacity. But uh, this would be a, you know, fresh cast, more diverse cast um, of the of the classic show. Hmm. But it will be set in that. It will be set in the but X-Files universe it won't be like an alternate universe or reimagined um version of the show it sounds like
0: oh yeah you you can't do that with such a cult classic phenomenon like the X-Files and yeah I am sure Scully Mulder will make an appearance or two especially depending on the ratings of the first season yep (laughs) (laughs) um excuse me yeah um Yeah, and so that brings us to the big topic of discussion as we close out the new year. We got some lists. We're very strict about these top five lists, and we will be talking about our top five favorite TV seasons that um, aired in 2023. But before we do that, Will, would you like to go first? You go first. We have have two separate. Okay, you want me to go first? Okay.
1: All yeah. right, people. You, you, yeah, so, you're first on the run sheet.
0: So we and we'll spoil this for those of you who t- follow us on Twitter. I was trying to keep like this topic closed, but after after a lengthy discussion, instead of both of us giving our top five movies of the year list, because I hardly ever, unless mandatorily required to, watch a movie. Um, I'm giving you my top 5 K-dramas. Now, I do have this explanation or this um this footnote, if you shall, that yeah, there's potential for these K-dramas to have made it on my top 5 TV seasons of this year. But because we're doing this, I get best of both worlds. <laughs> and I don't have to make hard decisions. <laughs> So I will be giving you my top five and I'm just moving on to my other list because Will has not seen my lists um, at all. We keep them secret and we always start from number five, the best of the, or the worst of the best (laughs) (laughs) number one. So in that order, my top five, number five is celebrity. And I think I talked about this show when I watched it over the summer. I'm forgetting if it, I think it was in ju- June or July when I watched this on Netflix. It actually is a flop on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of people, a watched this K drama or liked it. I did like this. Not for the reasons you're thinking I should have. Um, this this show is about a influencer who um, ends up murdered and then starts to, even though she's dead, quote unquote, she, there's a live broadcast and she's revealing all of these secrets about all of these other rich and um, notorious influencers in Seoul and there's a big mystery like she's dead how is she doing this and also who killed her like and what happened and so you're you're getting a lot of flashbacks um the whole season is basically told through flashbacks and it was a very intriguing concept because i did want to know i was like well what happened like how did these characters like who's guilty who's innocent who's telling the truth what's what's going on here um and then about halfway through it started to just like drag on a bit much and as um i have to say like the one person who kept me on board the whole time will was the 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 romantic male lead he is fine as fuck (laughs) (laughs) you lord <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, you and and you know what? I looked up his profile. Yeah. And he just so happens to be a a drummer in a K-pop band.
1: Oh wow. Oh wow. So you're just like, band. okay. <laughs> so you're like, go to you're like, all right, going to this other catalog now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have it. But but okay. <laughs> I was just like, of course, of course, the number of K-pop idols who are also in k drums is so funny. Uh, so so celebrity. I, 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 I really like the premise. I don't think a lot of people liked the show because arguably the lead actress and um, the man who I just talked about their chemistry was not the best. <laughs> not the best. And and I don't blame them. I blame the writers because the scenes that they were given, it's just like, are you kidding me? Like, <clears throat> give me more. We want to see the romance. We want to see them fall in love. And not this, like you had it, you could have done it, but you just didn't commit. So that is why Celebrity is my number five.
2: Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. And that brings me to my demon, which I am again bending the rules because this show did debut only about four weeks ago. It is technically not over, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but I lo- this show is good. It's really good. It's um, so my demon stars Song Kang, who I've seen. In multiple other K dramas, although I haven't seen the one he is most known for, which is um oh my god, I'm just blanking on this on this title of this show that I haven't watched. Um, Sweet Home, Sweet Home, okay. um, which just came out with its second season. But he um he stars as a demon.
2: Okay.
0: Uh but but demons not very important to understand i don't i don't get the sense demons used the same way in korea as it is here Mm. like the mythology is different he's more of a almost a grim reaper a deal maker with souls like you could equate him to the devil you could you could do that if Mm. the devil was very attractive and um also very funny and very cute and has its charm. Like, if you could do that, then sure. But I I just, I don't think it's the same way, but he finds himself um, entangled with this, this woman who um, has to get married so that she could be the CEO of her um, dead grandmother's, no, dead mother, Dead Adopted Mom's Company. It's very convoluted, okay? I'm not going to lie, guys. Very convoluted. That's why I don't go into too many details about <laughs> what the show's about. But anyway, just know, in order for her to get what she wants, she has to get married. And um, and also, people are trying to kill her mm. so that they can become the CEO of this company. <laughs>
2: and in the middle of
0: this, these two end up meeting and he somehow his powers end up getting transferred to her but not so she can use them but that she he needs her to use the powers so it's this whole thing contract marriage song kang and like the actress like they they it's just it's a beautiful romantic comedy called demon (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I was, I was skeptical and I was thinking, I'm not going to like this. I'm just watching it for Song Hang. but the, I think I've, I've watched up to episode six. I find myself laughing. Um, they, they, their chemistry between these two actors is really good, really prime. Okay. Um, I'm invested in most of the storylines because these, these episodes go for an hour plus on these shows. So there's a lot of B, C, D storylines happening nine times out of 10. I could care less about them, Mm -hmm. but I've, I've fully watched these episodes. I haven't skipped. Um, so I, I really like it. It's number four on my list. Okay. (laughs) Okay okay so number two and number three are really interesting because technically i haven't had enough time to sit with what i currently have as my number three and a part of me wants to move it to number two but i have my reason for number two so i'm gonna stick with it where it is but just so you know okay if you ask me the same question next year this might be moved up higher in my list but the third number is one that i actually binged over this weekend
1: oh wow yeah i know you told me you had one that you uh something the late entry to the that sh- was shaking things up
0: right this show i found on hulu shortly after <laughs> canceling <laughs> and i actually i'd actually heard about this show because, you know, you guys know how the web works. It tells you things that you should watch because it knows you better than you know yourself. And and so I saw something that made me want to look up what this show is. And I looked up the description. And the description is about, <laughs> brace yourself, Will.
2: Okay.
0: It's about a college girl student who finds herself possessed by a demon. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. and so immediately I got a bunch of red flags because I don't do horror crap. I, I,
1: I know. <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? You're on you going down that road?
0: Oh yeah. I, and I should have brought up the full description of this because then it went on to say and the, and her and um the um exorcist <laughs> are gonna oh. try to get this demon out of her. Okay, completely. Wow. Like we know this about me, I do not so, mess with this shit. Nope.
1: So you don't. So, okay, I think we got to the source of your sleep problems.
0: <laughs> well, well, wait for it. So, so th- this was months ago, and mm-hmm. then uh, on Saturday, Sunday, I was looking and I see this this rem- this short clip, and I'm like, oh, that's really cute, and I recognize that actress from another K drama um, yeah. that I watched this year, and I really liked her. And, and then I found out what it was and I'm like, fuck, but I did it. I, I watched the first, I told myself, I'm like, I've seen enough K-dramas. I don't yeah. think, I don't think they're going to do horror the way Americans do horror. So I will watch the first episode yeah. and then determine like what I need to do. Okay. Yeah. Because uh-huh. I need to see this this relationship that keeps getting brought up to me. Okay. I want to see these two. <laughs> yeah. Um, this show was great. I <laughs> love this show. I wow. I I watched the first, I want to say there's there's 12 episodes. I watched the first eight on oh, Sunday, wow. spread yeah. out the last four. Um, I couldn't, I wanted, I was so invested in this because the way they wrote it. Mm-hmm. was so well done. Like there were so many times I'm watching, I'm like, this is great writing. This is really honestly really good writing for a K drama or okay. just a show in general. Because A, it wasn't scary. Okay. Um and what they did was you have um they told this this mystery um, because the problem was there's a what they ca- they never refer to it as a demon. Mm. They say they refer to it as a ghost.
1: Ah, okay.
0: A ghost. But when you see it and is you it... think like Asian demons, yeah, it's a girl with long black hair over her face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Huh. So is it like is it like a thriller more or yeah, is it
0: it is, it is a thriller mystery? Okay. Got it. And it's told, in my opinion, from two different perspectives, um, okay. because you have the the demonic side mm-hmm. of it, where okay. the girl who's possessed and the exorcist, which is this cracks me up. They never call him an exorcist in the show. Will They call him, <laughs> wait for it, folklore professor. <laughs> That's- it, it's I am not making this <laughs> up. It is so funny to me. I'm I'm just and her dad was a folklore professor and I'm just like what the fuck well, is It's funny um, you
1: mentioned that. But as you know, just think this is the real quick. I mean, that makes that sort of tracks with like I think like in China for example, mm-hmm. you know, they like with Mephisto uh, the I think they if I recall they can't, you know, the the, the right. devil there. Yeah. So yeah. So it's some yeah, it's certain Asian cultures that it's just, you know, taboo. So yeah.
0: Yeah, they they talked there were a lot of episodes of um going into different cultural beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um and like this whole thing is how did this ghost even form? Um mm-hmm. what what happened and And while these two are trying to figure it out from their end and, um, with all of these mysterious deaths that are occurring on the flip side, you also have, um, the exorcist slash folklore professor,
2: um,
0: who's friends with a, um, police detective. And then you have his partner look at it from the more of the law. Like they're, they think they're catching, they... They think they're trying to catch a human and then um these two other people are like no no no, you have something supernatural going on here mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're you're seeing them piece together the clues both in their own ways
2: yeah
0: um so it's really interesting and i really liked it um and i was a bit disappointed that there wasn't i mean I'm going to be honest, like I wanted to watch it because of the, what I thought was going to be a love story, (laughs) (laughs) which there was, but these two were hardly given anything. And I, I need more clarification if they ended up together at the end, which I'm pretty sure they did, but dear Lord, Mm. they, they focused, they, 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 I think the writers made the right choice at the end of the day to be like, this isn't a K-drama romance. This is a thriller mystery. Got it. But at the same time, I'm like, you guys see these things, these two on screen? There's so much chemistry here. Come on, give me more. (laughs) Um, But I I really like the show. It's called The Revenant. I watched it on Hulu. Um, I was very surprised by how much... I, le- I I don't think I fast forward through any of
1: it. Oh, oh well, that, that that's high praise because I know you are, you will, if you're not feeling something, you're you're not shy about hitting that fast forward button.
0: Yeah, and we're talking, like the one, the first episode is like an hour and 20 minutes.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> myself,
0: yeah. I'm like, we're still here? <laughs> <What> are- <laughs> but I was very much, I really liked how they told this story and and there were instances where it's like ghost of the week, mm, okay. but but they did it in a way where they um, in the back of your mind as a viewer, you're just like, well, this is clearly related. Like this, this isn't that because you're you're learning all of this other information about what's going on with the main storyline. Like the writers did a very good job about setting uh, structuring an episode around a quote-unquote ghost of the week yet mm-hmm. not feeling so procedural because the, it provided so much explanation for what was going on with the main character okay yeah. yeah so that is number three and i promise the next two i will not nearly have as lengthy like stories about but um number two will is uh do not huh which Duna. i did talk about on this show
1: you did i do yeah. remember that yeah
0: okay okay um and i watched it back in october when it dropped on netflix it is about a girl k-pop idol who ends up having somewhat of a breakdown and gets gets put on hiatus indefinitely and put into this um, this housing situation where she encounters a very normal college student. They, they, they build a lovely friendship that turns into a relationship and, well, you can see where it's going. Yeah. Um, this is number two because of the freaking ending i love the ending of the show and i'm not going to say what the ending is but i thought it was arguably the best k-pop ending i like k-pop k-drama ending i have seen like it blew my mind i still think about it i it, it made the entire show worth it for me and um looking back on it through the lens of knowing how this show ends I am very I, I haven't done a rewatch, but I've rewatched a few episodes and a few scenes, but I need I should do a full rewatch because there are hints mm, um okay. or clues about what happens to these characters in this relationship um that are not fully answered in the ending or okay. I, I should say that are not fully answered by the ending alone.
2: Okay. So
0: I I've heard they're they are considering a season two. I kind of don't want them to because I love the ending so much. Mm, mm. But I also kind of want them to because I need answers, like <laughs> legit yeah. answers. I need okay. them. Huh. Yeah. So huh. so Duna, like I feel as though overall the Revenant. I, I I would I spend way more time praising it because I think consistently throughout the entire show, even though the ending kind of felt a little like okay, I get it, but I wanted something else. Duna's like it's the one exception to the rule where I love the ending; it made everything else (laughs) worse.
1: Well, I can see why I can see why you were like torn between trying to which one second, which one third, and it could just be like like. Tomorrow you could be like you know what I'll split your order.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. just watched The Revenant. It's fresh in my mind. Yeah. I haven't watched Duna in a bit, but uh, that ending is still there. It haunts me in a way.
1: Oh, well, there you so. go. Yeah, that yeah. that stay th- in th- things that stay with you definitely like to me that is like gives a gives something a a, a you know little bump up in the in the ranking or or, or rating. Uh, whenever you're doing these types of lists.
0: Yep. Will, what is my number one? <laughs> you know what it is.
1: I wonder what it could be. I will let, I'm not going to steal your thunder. <laughs> but I know exactly what it is. <laughs>
0: Everyone say it with me now. It's the glory. The
1: glory. <laughs> oh my
0: God. <laughs> Shocker. And yeah. you know what? This may be a little bit more bending of the rules, but because the first half of the season started last year in December, but the second half aired in March. So I'm putting it that's all good. together. First no, season fine. of Larry is brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. It's cool. I'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, I'll allow it, because, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: It's so good. Um, I have rewatched this show three times at least, maybe four. I... There, I have no idea what it is about this show, but I, I, I was very intrigued in the mystery of it all. Very intrigued in these characters and watching their own, how the main character manipulates these situations to get these characters to honestly cause their own demise. Mm. And I was let down by the ending, but... The first half of the season, the like first few episodes getting back to it. Like you remember when, when season two came out, I told you, I was like, I'm watching it right away. It I don't want to get freaking spoiled by anything. Yep. I was, I was invested Yep. and, um, I, I. I know because this was so successful. We talked about that I think last week a little bit with when Netflix came out with their viewers and this one was number 2 or number 3 in the ranking. Um I know they're going to do a season 2. I don't know how to feel about it. But you know, they they made this work and I so I can only imagine what they'll do in season 2. They definitely left some threads untied, um, and I'm not going to go too much into detail about the plot because if you've been listening to us all year, you should know this plot. <laughs> 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 I have explained it. I've talked about it. Um, and no, I still have not fully watched the first episode because uh, trigger warning. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: yeah. I remember when you when you described the trigger warning that and, and put the trigger warning disclaimer um when when it first when it first aired earlier uh in the year uh when, when we first first we first watched it so yeah yeah
0: yeah and i know these are five five shows and um there there were a few others that i watched this year but technically they did not come out in 2023 um one of them i bet would have been on it had um had it come out this year that would be um 21 25 really enjoyed that Um, a time called you missed this list thank god for the revenant because i was i was not happy about it being on my list because i'm mad at that show um but but i did watch that and i have will and i were talking during pre-show about this this vacation I have, this two week vacation I have. I have like five K dramas that I'm thinking about binging. So yeah. 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 I am I'm I'm very happy with the um shows that I have watched. I've I did, I did I would like to let everyone know I there are a few that I did start but I never returned to because
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: these yeah, shows fair. are long. I'm not gonna invest 24 yeah. hours in something that I don't think's good. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, that 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 I have I have some things like that as well, where it's just like, yeah, I started it, but never went back to it. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that is my list. Um, I really out of them, if you haven't watched it, please watch the glory it is so good. Duna, the ending is worth it, people. The revenant surprisingly good i really enjoyed it i i like it is it is exactly what i can handle for a thriller and a mystery Mm -hmm. and um i think it was really well written despite some of the cheesiness that we talked about um my demon is like very cute romantic comedy like i just love it um, and Celebrity, it's it's good. Yeah. It could have been better, but so that's my list.
1: It's a great list. That's a great list. Well, uh, if you're a K-drama fan and you have our resident K-drama experts, top five, top five for 2023.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. Will, I've done yeah. enough talking, so please yeah. count down your top five movies of this year.
1: Alrighty, so it's my turn now to go over my top uh, five movies for the year. Um, so it's funny that, as Sarah noted, we decided to do this route because um, which uh, this a little role reversal over over time. Uh, Sarah used to be the more movie person than I was, but now now I am the movie guy as far as. Yep catching catching things in the theaters but yeah so this year i actually watched 15 films i mean and the films could be it could either be things that were direct theatrical release or um or fill us a feature link film on a streaming service so just wanted to put those rule put the the parameters out there for uh for the um you a sense of the universe here um and so I won't give all fifteen films, uh, but that i that I watch, but um, I will start like Sarah reverse in in least to the best on my list. And I did have some honorable mentions, which I'll mention when I get through the full list. Um, but coming in at number five, and this was a hard one for me as far as this fifth spot because, um it was a true true toss-up. Even while while we were sitting here, um I was I, I was triggered t- tinkering with what what was going to make that fifth spot. And in the fifth spot was Barbie. Uh part of the bar part of the Barbenheimer. Um and yeah, I know it's unoriginal because everybody's gonna have Barbie on their list. But uh but you know, I actually did enjoy this this film. It was um you know as as I mentioned, I think it made it a brief discussion about it uh, back in the summer. Uh, Greta Gerwig did a phenomenal job directing it, writing it. Um, Margot Robbie, uh, you know, the, the messages that were in there. You know, this movie wasn't for me as, as far as you know, I wasn't the target audience. But at the same time, I was it, it was very enjoyable. Um, Ryan Gosling definitely stole the show. Uh, but also, there were some very strong performances by other char- by other uh, actors in the in the film. As far as America Ferrara, uh, the young lady who played her daughter, uh, who actually I think she actually showed up in some I think in Ahsoka uh, as well uh, as a character. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it just it just edged. If you want, if you're curious about what it edged out, it just edged out Cocaine Bear, <laughs> 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 which I which uh, Cocaine Bear just was my honorable mention. Uh, it uh, I, you're talking about just dumb fun, but movie that, as I was as I noted with Sarah with her K drama list, things that just sort of stick with you, Cocaine Bear actually does <laughs> in, a fun, yeah. in a good way. Uh, but, uh, but I think just from an artistic standpoint and, uh, and, and, and also just the cultural phenomenon that Barbenheimer was, I mean, Bar I, I could not, I, I think for at least from my list of films that I watched this year, I think, you know, it, it definitely was number five. It was in, in the fifth place. Um, moving to four, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, three. I, I, I know we shit on Marvel a lot, but this this movie it was the ending of that trilogy uh unlike a lot of endings for trilogies uh it this one i felt stuck the landing in in many respects we got a, a good clean finality to rocket's story uh very um you know it was a very emotional story and and you know and as far as like films that like definitely resonated with me were actually you know, started tearing up and stuff in the theater or whatever. I mean, Guardians was it uh, with some of the things that were that happened there. Um, and, and also just really, the, the, this was a true ensemble film. I mean, all, all these Marvel films are, but there's just some that just stand up higher than over others. And this, this cast and these characters are ones that I just really got invested in over their journey from taking a very obscure group from the comic books into what we you know into what we know now as far as Groot I mean and and I mean I won't get into the whole Vin stuff that broke the day but um but um but also you know with uh Drax and Rocket and uh and other characters I mean they just really it was really connected with me and 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 I thought that of the comic book films that were that were out this year, this was definitely the uh, most probably the best one that was out this year for sure. um uh,
0: Live
1: no, action wise, right? Yeah, live action wise. Live
0: okay, because yeah. I'm like, Will, you're yeah. you're only on. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry,
1: don't worry, don't worry. We're getting there. We're getting <laughs> there.
0: <laughs> if there's uh, a certain movie not on your list, then <laughs> this. Yeah,
1: no, 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 no. Live no. action, live action comic book film. I should say. Thank you for thank you for clarifying that because uh coming in but i'll but um i will go to my third film on my list okay. and it was actually air yeah. and i think yeah and you know uh, i talked about this back in the spring and how high i was on it um when it's the story of how uh nike uh and and michael jordan um how the air brand came into being and viola davis is in it uh matt damon ben affleck directed it probably his best directorial work i don't think you know with oscar consideration i don't uh, unfortunately i don't think air will make it as far as directors but i could seriously see a strong case where ben affleck um could possibly be nominated for best director because it was just so well directed uh, Phil, he, he plays Phil Knight in the film as well, and just really chronicling, like, how, um, how, how Michael's mother was really, you know, how savvy she was as a business person, and, and, and just the story of uh, Matt Damon's character, I'm blanking on the, the person who's his name in real life, but, um, you know, his, his journey as far as just being the developer there at nike and the con- the battles between converse and nike and really just shows you how like also just a historic historical lesson too how converse and adidas were really the brands back in the day and nike was right. this up up and comer upstart and this was the thing that really launched them into the stratosphere that we that we know of nike and the air brand now but uh yeah air was you know it's on amazon and it had a limited the- theatrical release as well uh, but uh, definitely, it was my third best film of the year on my list, coming in number two. And Sarah kind of spoiled it, but yes, Across the Spider-Verse was my second favorite movie of of this year, um, and the, the, the whole spider it, it was it just picked up the baton from the first Spider-Verse film and just just carried it um, further down the down the field. And the thing that and I know is I know a lot of people grumble with the ending and stuff and and all, but I but as I was putting together my list, I could not help but think about the Empire Strikes Back.
2: Mm-hmm. As far
1: as where how this film, and granted we still we still will have to have the third part of the trilogy come out, and it probably, at this point it looks like it's probably going to be twenty twenty five at this because of production issues and other oh. things. Yep. Mm-hmm. But um, but the way that film, the I, I, the the resonance of that film and the things that were going on there is very. I could easily draw analogies to like Empire. Not necessarily, you know the. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's things in it that happen, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it yet. But when you if Empire. you haven't.
0: Huh? <laughs> and yeah. by the way you said it, I was like, you don't want to spoil Empire Strikes
1: Back. No, no, no. Yeah, not not spoil Empire, but spoil Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. Just but, to be clear, but not spoil Spider Verse. You, know, yeah.
0: you know, it's um, there's a, for for some reason my mind doesn't go to Empire Strikes Back. I always think about um, Two Towers with Lord of the Rings.
1: Okay, that, that's another fair yeah. one too.
0: Yeah. I I always thought that that was the best of the trilogy. For some reason, every now and then, the middle movie is better than arguably the first or the last one. And I think that Across the Spider-Verse would be is is that way too where I actually think that I don't I don't think I'm going to like the last one as much as I like Across the Spider-Verse.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm predicting
0: th- that now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm there with you. I mean, it, it's, it really... I mean, I've, I've watched that film. I watched it, I think, three times in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I think once now on Netflix. And it's still just like... Bam! It just knocks me over every time I watch it. I mean, it's just so freaking good. And, 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 and another film that I think if... Oscar voters or whoever would get over themselves and like allow for the, the space for animated films to be in Best Picture. This 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 film should totally be nominated for one because it is definitely one of the best pictures of of the year, hands down. If,
0: if it was, if I was doing my movie list, I would tell you right now that that would be my number one because mm-hmm. it's the only movie I've rewatched. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah, and rewatchability is a is a factor. I mean it right, is Right,
0: right. Because because the one that I think that you're about to name, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I do not foresee me rewatching that anytime soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have rewatched my number one, which is uh which is Oppenheimer. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean and it's uh yeah that I, that film just to this day it just sticks with me i mean just this just everything about it from killian murphy's portrayal of robert oppenheimer to of course robert Downey jr playing senator strauss uh about the senator strauss but uh you know but the senate committee where he was you know with uh, as as strauss as far as the his role um the ending of course just how and it it just sort of just just Really just makes sure I just, you know, I still think about the night I watched it the first time and how I just sat there in a the theater with that ending and just realized it just, just like had that moment, like, damn. I mean, it just, just, just questions like, it's just like that, that existential, like thing of like life and death and exit and, and, and just really makes that ending just really makes you just ponder those things and it just sticks with you in a way that you know as i get some distance from that film i mean i come back to it and 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 it was it really you know and yes it was very long and yes i mean there's some people that said after the you know the detonation of the the test is is in the middle of the film yeah but and that last hour is, you know, uh, sort of the fallout from that, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but um, but that, it, it, that that last hour now even resonates more and especially just thinking about the environment and things that, the political climate and things that we're in today's, you know, some lessons that Oppenheimer had to deal with, you know, with with the question is patriotism and and other things uh and his loyalties um you know those things are very resonant today so i think not only was is the film great from a historical standpoint but there's also lessons that you can take from it that um that that that, that are very resonant present day as well so that's yeah, that, I, that's, uh, that's 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 my top five films for
0: 2023. yeah i see i love nolan I love Killian Murphy. I thought arguably this was Robert Downey Jr. at his best
2: mm-hmm. in
0: a very surprising way. And um all of the cameos that occur throughout the film, oh. very entertaining. I agree with you. The detonation, like if you went to see the detonation, yes, the last hour will feel like garbage. But I didn't go for that. And I thought the last hour was the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah.
0: I was fascinated by it because I was fascinated by Strauss so much. Yeah. And I, not to say I wasn't fascinated by Oppenheimer, but I just, I thought at the end of the day, it was such a beautiful and fascinating depiction about ego. Yes. And, and I really enjoy that. But as much as I love Nolan, I do see more and more through his work about the criticism he gets and why he gets this criticism of his films are so cold yeah. there, there's something about it where he mm-hmm. had yet to really figure out a way to get the audience um and i'm not talking about critics but to get like a regular viewer just just to to feel like this this connection to A character and to really emote like an emotion about law i don't know and and i know a lot of his movies deal with very depressing situations and and we all like instantly matthew (laughs) mcconaughey screaming from interstellar (laughs) pops in my mind but still (laughs) interstellar there's so much criticism about that movie and how cold it is and i i'm one of those people where i'm like it didn't it, it, yeah. he's he's like at 90 percent. Mm-hmm. and the day that that man films a movie and produces a project that is at 100 percent, directors beware <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I mean, the closest, <laughs> yeah the closest he's done that i think as far as showing that warmth that well that coldness is the dark knight yeah with the ledger's performance as joker i mean i think that
0: yeah true but i don't know it's it's yeah when this isn't gonna be turned into a a conversation (laughs) about that but but yeah it's um oppenheimer i'm not surprised i did think to myself if we both had movie lists You were going to have Oppenheimer number one. I was going to have Across the Spider-Wars at number one. Like, our top two would be totally switched. But um, very good list. And I've seen all those movies. except, And I did watch Air. And then I fell asleep. And I never (laughs) returned to it. (laughs) So take that with one of your way. That brings us to the big showdown. We both have top five TV lists of shows that aired this seasons of television that aired this year. Um we will be going back and forth even yep. though I'm very curious to know if shows will um overlap. Yeah, I'm too. Um and where overlaps will occur. And on that note, I'm going to start with my list at number 5. <laughs> Loki season 2. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Okay. For those who thought it would be higher, you did not listen to me when we talked about season two. <laughs> I
1: was surprised it's on the list.
0: <laughs> there we go. There we go. See, see, you know what? It I I could not have it on the list at the end of the day. As much as I, I didn't, I I've been very good. Like last year. I scrambled putting together my list this year. I started right away jotting down things I was watching, like in categories too. So I've ha- I've kept pretty good record. Yeah. Um. For those of you who thought a reality TV show would be on this list, I'm gonna um, spoil you right now and say no. There are no reality TV shows on my <laughs> list. Although. Yeah, I'm very tempted to, but I, I couldn't. At the end of the day, as many, as much criticism and as much shit I gave Loki season two, it is a very good show. It is. And I respect that. And I think even though I prefer season one over season two, if I just look at season two on its own and when I compare it to other things that I watch, yeah. It's gonna go at my number five slot. So that that is Loki season two number five for me. Will, what is your number five?
1: My number five is Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And well,
0: of course, the mm-hmm. Star Trek show would be on your yeah,
1: list. Yeah, well, it, well, and it, it, it edged out Loki, Barrett. Uh, but um, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I think for me and. Um, it was top to, I guess it was 10 episodes. Um, I think what resonated for me with that, with this season, is it took some creative risk. They had, and I know we mentioned, I mentioned one of those last week when we were, t- or yeah, it was last week when we talked about Doom Patrol um, f- finale, um, final episodes, their final season uh, with the musical and you know and i even i even commented like you know i wonder if i would have had the same reaction to strange new world musical if i'd seen the Doom patrol musical first mm-hmm. um but uh but the um the, you know there was that episode they had they just experiment i think the thing that really stood out for me with this season of star trek strange new worlds is they really experimented with many different uh Genres within this season. You had your comedy episode. You had your musical. You had your hard legal procedural uh, episode. Um, and really, uh, there were only I think only two episodes that really did not resonate well. One was the season premiere, uh, where it just seemed very run-of-the-mill, average Star Trek. And and then there was one in the mid mid season uh, that uh, was also they they were trying to get to some moral issues and 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 all, but they just couldn't just pull. They couldn't just like take a a leap to like have a character, Captain Pike, do something that he would have to really deal with the ramifications of that. Unlike say, Ben Sisko in Deep Space Nine, if you want to keep it within the Star Trek universe, uh, where he he crossed crossed some moral lines, and. And 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 they did not allow for that with Pike, so that's why where it 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 got knocked because I I do you know spoiler alert there were two big Star Trek shows this year Strange New Worlds and Picard as far mm-hmm. as live action, and uh, that that um, really knocked down Strange New Worlds to the point where like I said it was really neck and neck with with Loki uh but i think just the creative choices that they did um overall gave is what sort of the tipping thing that it got the fifth spot versus loki because loki was like right there it was gonna be my next was right there on my, my uh honorable mentions
0: yeah yeah uh number four for me gen v mm. yeah Yeah. Interesting. Hmm.
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. Well, yeah.
0: No, no, this is me. This is me. Depending on your reaction, when I name mine, I'm like, okay, is that a, hmm, that's on my list, but it's higher. (laughs) (laughs) hmm? That's not on my list at all. We shall see. No spoilers about what's to come. But Gen V season one, for those who have been listening to, especially our discussions about the show, um, I was... Thoroughly surprised by it. I was not expecting what we got. I This sits at the same table as boys for me, arguably. it just... I really enjoyed it from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they don't have a Homelander. But there's something about these groups, this group of young adults, that through all of their different perspectives and everything that occurs throughout the season, I really just like the gang.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, even more so than the boys themselves, because arguably the boys, yeah, we have our central gang, but they often go off and do their own thing. And we spent a lot of time with just these people. (laughs) (laughs) Like they, it was a true, it's a true Scooby gang we have. And, um, this is the way you do a spinoff mm-hmm. and this is the model for it. And I'm so excited for the next season and it is perfect marketing to get me so excited for the next season of the boys too. So it's just, I thought it was brilliant. Um, I could not, not have this on my list and it may be a bit low, but at the same time, there's some other things that happened this year that I did not forget about. So Will, what is your number four?
1: So my number four is One Piece. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, very, it was one of those things completely not on my radar at all. Um, And I think, I think we both like messaged each other around, you know, Labor Day was like, Yeah, hey, was this, this one piece thing? We should give it a try. And um and because I saw, you know, saw it trending on, you know, Netflix and and a couple other places, and instantly fell in love with it. I mean, this the the freshness of it, I don't know. I know we were watching it along, you know, we were we broke it up instead of trying to binge it all just so we could really one just to stretch out content because <laughs> because of the strike there were a lot of things not happening. But it, it you know but what what first became a decision out of trying to you know, have content for a few weeks ended up becoming a thing where um it was I really got super invested in these characters and mm-hmm. and it was so well you know but prior to that I mean the only thing I was familiar with One Piece was I just seen a bunch of memes <laughs> that was it. You know so i was you know so i didn't know who to mean who the guy who luffy was or anything i've seen his face like popping around here and there on the internet but both of us came to it cold and i just really you know it was just so well constructed i don't know if it was just a freshness or something new and different but but it was accessible because again yeah. i didn't watch any of the anime didn't read any of the manga but it was accessible for general audience and 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 it it really painted a nice tapestry of luffy and trying to put the put together this little pirate gang and and some of the themes that they were dealing with and you know and and we even compared we even like noticed some similarities with the genre show that we were covering ahsoka at the same time as far as how they how dealing with father or grandfather figures or leadership figures um you know how those things you could see shows mirror images of each other and how they approach things. And, and so I just really, like I said, really, really enjoyed the series. I mean, I was telling during the time period it was on, I was telling people, Oh, you got to check out one piece because you know yeah. not just word of mouth and, and, and everyone I've, I've recommended to you has enjoyed it. And, um, and so, yeah, so with that, um, it was, it, it came in at number four on my list for, for this year
0: interesting very good um number 3 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys come on you know me you know me you know what it is well you might think this would have been higher i don't know but honestly at the end of the day i looked hard at i worked hard on this list mm-hmm. succession season 4 is number 3 huh. Wow. Succession season four is not my favorite season of Succession. Huh. However, the third freaking episode is brilliant. And <laughs> if we were just talking about episodes alone, it would be number one.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I only say it's brilliant because I did not know what happens in that. Now, the fact that I know there are listeners and Will himself who knows what happens in the third episode, Yep. he's not going to have the, if he ever gets around to watching it, I tell you right now, you will not have the same experience that I and the viewers who did not know what was going to happen did. And Mm -hmm. the brilliance is lost. And that, that's like, I think about it and it, A, makes me angry because people who spoiled that like, fuck you. <laughs> Shame on you. Because the effort and the brilliance to, and and I'm not going to say what happens, guys. Like, I can talk around and you can be like, oh, it's so boring because I don't really know what she's talking about. I don't want you to know. I want you to watch the episode. <laughs> I want you to watch season, yep. episode three, season four of Succession. It is I have never experienced something like that, and there's been a lot of episodes that try to get – there. I mean, TV's been on for a long time, Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: y'all.
0: There's a lot of things that have been trying to get viewers to have that type of reaction, never accomplishing it like this. And I'm just, I, it just blew my way. And I was so happy when I heard other reactors and other viewers have that same reaction. And I'm like, this worked. This is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there are other episodes that are very good, but it's just like, overall, I think that the season is good. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily my favorite season, I did like the ending. Don't get me along. I really do. I think that this played out very well. I'm not disappointed by this season. But, y'all, a lot happened this year. I had to make some decisions. And so, yes, yeah. the, the last season of Succession is going at number three. Okay? Got two more spots left. <laughs> I did what I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's some hard – Hard calls that have to be made, uh, and 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 I, I mean that was me in Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. I mean I you know part the fandom in me was like the fandom in me was like ah uh, you know it's got to be up in the top three, but no no.
0: Where where did you think I was going to put Succession? Because you knew it was going to be on my list, but where did you think it would be?
1: I thought it'd be one or two.
0: Inter yeah 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 okay cool 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 cool. Yeah. So now I'm very curious. What is your number three, Will? Gen V. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I completely like like you. I went into this like with very with no to low expect low expectations. Because I'm like, okay, we got a spin off of the boys in the boys mm-hmm. universe. Is it just gonna be like dollar store boys? You know? <laughs> and it's just <look, laughs> this thing from it <laughs> i um, never
0: heard you say that but i wish you had said that so long ago i'm sorry that was really dollar store <laughs> okay i'll be quiet now I'll let you have your moment
1: <laughs> i might make that as far as the teaser coming into the episode uh yeah oh wow i mean you, yeah, you hit on a lot of things that i, I mean i don't want to re- repeat uh that uh but the only other thing i would uh I, I would say is um it just hats off to the the the, the writers and the creatives mm-hmm. of, of this show because um you're right i mean it's it's hard to do a spinoff and and not seem derivative of the original uh but they really did crack i think setting it in a university setting and and really following these kids and it is it is beautiful because it really gets into the ramifications of things in this universe when parents did the fucked up thing of giving their kids this compound b and now we're seeing the results of that and it really with the characters in this episodes you you, you you get not, not this i don't want to i'm not going to spoil in particular um things that happen with each character but but i will say that you you do see the ramifications of the decisions that were made by giving people this, this compound B and, and just the, the and, and really the, the whole arc of the season, as far as, like you said, I mean, I, I can't think about there, that there was a bad episode at all in, in that first season. Uh, it's, 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 there's some that may be stronger than others, but one that just makes you go, Oh, this cringe, where you just like, oh, I just can't get through this. I, I can't think of one. And, and there- uh,
0: and sorry to cut you off but yeah. to my point about succession like succession had one very like astounding episode and a lot of good episodes but just like what you're saying about gen v like not having a single bad one it also didn't have one that overshadowed the rest
1: right yeah it was just a tight cohesive yep. first season of television that was enjoyable got us from point a to point b Did a a wonderful, a masterful job of having its own storylines, but yet still has enough ties back to the source, the original, that, um, that, you know, now you're like, you know, people ask, do you need to watch The Boys? Would you have had to watch the first three seasons of The Boys to enjoy this show? Now that we've seen it, the the entire series, I would say no. And I know, I think I may have, I may be me, I'm honestly, I may me, I might've switched from my original thought when we discussed it a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. I think I was on the other side of the equation, but now looking at it, thinking about it at the end of the year, having, no, you don't need, you don't necessarily need to watch the boys to enjoy this show, which I think is another strong thing about this spinoff. It can stand on its own.
0: Yeah. And you know what, you may watch it and then get curious about the boys. Yeah. Because I think over between both shows, it's just in a testament to the world that's been created. And like, yeah. I just want to stay in this as weird as it may be. And as gross and as over the top as it may be at some points, I still, for whatever reason, like watching this world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah,
0: um, yeah I I agree. Um, I knew we were going to have an overlap with that show. Of course, there's one other one, um, that I know we're going to have an overlap with. Um, but that brings me to my number two. I'm, I'm just full full of surprises because I think this might also shock you, especially given my number three, um, last of us season one is my number two. Really? <laughs> and all Will is Choices here, yeah. yeah. all Will is thinking is then what the fuck is her first? <laughs> I, <know. laughs>
1: I I got. I'm, I'm like racking my head oh, now. Like, okay. okay, now what else? What else do we talk about? Is this this got this maybe something that we didn't talk about on the show?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, oh. um, did we? um, no. I want to give Last of Us season one its moment. Um. Yeah, this, if I was making a list about best shows,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, Last of Us Season 1 arguably would be number one. But I've not gone back and rewatched it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I was definitely in the moment loving it. I love the after show. I knew this story. Mm-hmm. I, um... I have seen the cutscenes beforehand. I I even am pretty sure when I first learned about this story and did the cutscenes, I'm pretty sure not thinking they were ever gonna make a live action adaptation. <laughs> I I explained the entire plot <laughs> that thank God Will forgot <laughs> so that he could enjoy the first season as much as he did. And I really did enjoy talking with you about it a lot because right. you didn't know some of the things that were happening. Right. And I did, and it was just a very I I truly enjoyed that, that time that we spent talking about the show and I can't wait for the next season, even though we have to. And, but, and overall, it was a masterful adaptation. Like we've talked about new seasons of new, new series premiering in an unremarkable way um a new a spinoff doing what we didn't think it would do and now we have an adaptation of specifically a video game like yeah. surpassing expectations. So I think overall we're we're looking we're finding a lot of projects this year that came about and and everyone being very skeptical given the circumstances and then it just nailing everything it needed to to make it an excellent season of television. I admit, this is this is a brilliant season of television. The first episode, I still... I think that I have re-watched the first episode, um, and I think there might be one or two other episodes that I have re-watched, but I have not ever gone back and re-watched the entire season.
2: Okay.
0: Um, again, to your point about Gen V, I don't... Honestly, I don't feel as though... There is a single episode that surpasses any of the episodes that outshines any of the episodes. I think it's pretty consistent. There are moments that are a bit weaker, and there are moments that are a bit stronger. um, and the performances,
2: yeah,
0: like yeah. it's just it's it it was it's so good. um, and the story is so strong yeah. that. But when when you think about it makes all the sense in the world why it worked, because yep. you have the creator of the game come on board and do the writing and help with the directing. I think he also directed a few, if I'm not mistaken. And, and then you also have the 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 man behind Chernobyl.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> not the event, the TV,
1: TV show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is strangely enough I, I don't think Chernobyl made I, never, I think Variety, I think I overheard this today uh, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, That Roca and uh, Snyder were like Bagging Variety's top 100 show, TV shows of all time, apparently Chernobyl's not on that list Which is no. like Really? Yeah
0: I. Anyways
1: Yeah, but that's, that's on a on discussion list, for another day
0: It's not on my list because I honestly Haven't watched it, but I've heard a lot of people Really like it, so Yeah, yeah. Um, Last of Us season one Is number two Will what is your second
1: So this was another hard decision Because it was a heart versus head And I Went with With my heart Well I went with my head on this one Um even though the heart Has is uh, Very um has very strong feelings about it too too much to the point where i ended up setting up a spin-off show from our our main podcast here about it and because i love talking about star trek picard with you but uh and and, and also like you were saying with our discussions with last of us and and uh you know if you 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 being familiar with the game and the cutscenes and all that stuff and mm-hmm. i'm not and 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 you you know i enjoy talking picard with you because this was the, because we, we 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 made it through it the seasons one and two, <laughs> as hard as they as hard as they were. It was even me as a Star Trek fan, I will freely admit those season two in particular was a hard slog.
0: I was gonna say season one felt like a breeze.
1: <laughs> yeah, but season two was tough. Even me as a Star Trek fan, season two was tough. But season three of Star Trek Picard was a love letter to the fans.
0: Yeah, a love letter to Will.
1: Yes, it was, and but not only because, but in the reason, but that being said, yes, there were. I will freely admit there were a lot of member berries Mm -hmm. everywhere, sprinkled everywhere. But Terry Metalas constructed a season of television, start to finish, that I will I will put up against any of the more prestige shows. And, and I think in a, in a, it, will, it will hold its own with it because once you get past the Star Trek aspect of it and really get into some of the explorations of the things that were going on with that season with Picard, you know, really coming to grips with its age. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into it, but there was some, you know, again, t- it was very topical with dealing with radicalization with some of the things that was going on with one of the characters in the show. Uh, the performances. Uh, some of the best work that the cast has done in in their careers, as far as watching, as far as in this in the next generation, uh, Jonathan Freaks in particular, uh, and even Patrick Stewart. I mean, it's, it's criminal that they, neither one of them got supporting. Gates McFadden, any of those actors and actresses didn't get uh, some due credit, you know, as far as Emmy nominations. I know some of the other shows' award seasons have been very complimentary of it not only the Saturn Awards but also some of the more mainstream ones. But I just felt that this you know it, you know and yes there you know there's three shows this year <laughs> that like broke me to the place where I like had a true like an emotional moment when I was just a hot mess of emotion whether happy sad in between one we discussed last week was Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Picard is another one. And there was a particular scene in that episode and in, in 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 the series during the third season that when I saw it, I was just a I was just a mess of tears of joy when I when I saw that particular scene. And it was death yes, that was member berries, but also it was just like I said, a true love letter to the fans and th- something that I never thought that I would that that this particular cast would get a proper send-off like they did. But not only did it get a proper send-off with a very solid story, and it was kind of a, you know, when there were some moments um, that uh, I think there were some definitely, there were some stronger episodes than others. Um, so there, I won't say that, you know, but um, you know, unlike some, you know, as we were discussing, let say, like Gen V, where I think it was consistent tone throughout, uh, there were a couple episodes, Picard, that were like, you know, ha- could have, marinated a little bit more and i think that's why it's got it's getting knocked down to number two versus my, my first choice but uh but yeah i mean it's hands down um yeah, it was one of my top it was one of my favorites of, of the year for sure
0: okay what the heck is a member berry?
1: that's from like star. that's a thing from south park so basically nostalgia empty nostalgia
0: Okay, I mean, I I could piece in context. I was figuring out what it was, but I just had to understand where the reference was.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, because yeah, because I've,
0: I've never watched South Park, so I wouldn't understand.
1: Yeah, the yeah, yeah, remember berries. So basically, empty nostalgia. Which you know, if people looked at this, you know, people you could easily say, you know, third season of Star Trek Picard is just empty nostalgia but it wasn't it truly was had a a story and and we talked about it and and a reason why i know it had a good story that people could latch on is because you're 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 not a trek fan and you even liked it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i prefer season three over season two i i think the first season of picard actually liked the best as being a non-trek fan but Mm -hmm and hearing you talk about it, I can understand why you lean towards season three because of all the nostalgia. And I don't think nostalgia is empty. I yeah. think people get it confused with like, and I think you even said this when we we're talking about Picard season three, like nostalgia can be done, right? Mm-hmm. It's just that there are so many times when it just feels like fan service Yeah. where that, Like, why are you doing that? That's not necessary. Yeah. You don't have to. And we've seen we've seen that so much that when it's done right, you want to disclaim it's like it's not empty nostalgia. There's actually it's a good show, even it's just that the nostalgia amplifies and you get more payoffs, and you get rewarded for sticking on the entire journey that goes extends beyond just this series itself. So yeah,
1: totally. And that's yeah, totally. Uh, that, yeah, totally. You, 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 that's exactly it. And and when they brought characters back, it was for the story.
0: Right. Right. For the story. Um Will, yeah. Do you have any guesses about what my number one is?
1: Oh gosh. Um so I'm looking at our, I'm looking at the at least the 20 shows that, that I've watched this year.
0: Yeah,
1: And I know there's some There's some overlap between Between us but I know there's some that, that yeah. That's not We already
0: familiar. figured out your number one but yeah
1: Yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh um, so, <laughs> He said no to no reality show So there's not Vanderpump Rules <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're doing very good detective work. Um, just let me know when I when I can proceed. But I wanted to give you an opportunity to oh, at least. Oh gosh. Because right. um, yeah. I have talked about this show um, during the year on our podcast.
1: Yeah. Me, yeah, I got twenty on my list, and
0: you're like, I have nineteen that I know it's not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's not this one. I'm trying to. Oh gosh, I'm like blanking. I'm. I'm, I'm drawing a complete blank. What is it?
0: It's okay. It's okay. I. I. I would have been so shocked had you even brought this. This show up, because I did talk about it, but I think I only talked about it one time, and I. And I don't think it, it's not like the glory where <laughs> yeah. any time I would reference it, no. And and I've referenced The Last of Us so many times. I've referenced Succession so many times.
1: Yeah. Um, but oh it's not billions, is it?
0: No. No. Oh. I I that is very good glass. Um, but no, no, it's not billions. Because yeah. let's face it, billions should have ended with season three. <laughs> <laughs> it went on too long. Um, even though I did like this last season, billions, it's not it. Um, it is the bear, season two.
1: Oh, yes, the yeah, you know why? Because I, I, I haven't watched the Bear. How yeah. can I forget? The, oh yeah, how could, I know. Exactly. How I forget the Bear? I mean, oh my god. Yeah, really? it's like everybody talks to. Is the Bear's everyone's favorite show this year? <laughs>
0: um. So the Bear season two. Yes. I, I, okay. Let me let me backtrack here. Yeah. I watched the air season one last year after seeing like a whole campaign about it and everyone saying like word of mouth and and especially one episode towards the end in particular. It's like you got to make it that far because it's just it's amazing what they pull off. And I like the show overall, but it also it didn't it wasn't memorable to me. Mm -hmm. It was a good binge. I I I could see its strengths, but I I'd, I wasn't I wasn't um, it didn't grab me. Yeah. Season two, <laughs> <laughs> I was so shocked. It took everything I liked about season one and just amplified it. Just was like, mm-hmm. no, we're gonna we're gonna focus on this, and I'm like, that that's what I liked. <laughs> Thank you. They minimized everything I didn't like about season one and amplified everything I did. So it was brilliant for me. I remember watching it. I think it was a one and a half day binge for me because there's, I think 12 episodes. And then I instantly restarted the season <laughs> and it was just a, a, a long weekend of the bear. And then after rewatching it for the second time, I was like, Nope, I'm not I'm not over this. I crave more. I went back to season one. <laughs> um yeah. and and it's at that point when I realize as much as I as much as I love the story of The Last of Us, mm-hmm. as brilliant as it was, as much as I love episode three of Succession, yeah, yeah. like I I cannot tell you. The rewatchability, the bear season two. I have re-watched episodes of it since then. I I want season three. There are moments in this season that I just it's it's so good. Yeah. Um <laughs> there's maybe one episode that I think I think is its weakest. Um, but, but everything else just, it's very consistent. And I, um, I was shocked by how much I love this, this season of television and how it just hit me really good. No, I didn't ball my eyes out or anything, but, um, there were a lot of surprises or there was just enough surprise. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of growth for a lot of characters and, Overall, I didn't realize how much I was invested until the end. Like mm-hmm. I just, I really adore this season, um, and and I think the proof was when I w- rewatched it for the second time and was like, I want to stay with these characters more, so I'm gonna obviously go back and start <laughs> watching season one. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I didn't talk about this as much as but I should have I shows. Yeah, but I should have known
1: though. Some- yeah. I should have known. Yeah. What I, I said, I should have known though, because I mean, you, you, but when when you have talked about it, it's like, and I always, I guess for me, it's just like, you know, I I it, it took me a while to get to finish season one of the Bear, and I tried to, you know, I keep saying I need to get to season two, and it's just it's just one of those things. It's just like a blind spot for me.
0: Oh well, I mean, it's it's so funny our lists. Um... And and we uh we're we're gonna get to the anticlimactic of Will season one <laughs> number one we yeah. <laughs> but, um, I I I think that the TV lists are are so fascinating because we watch a lot of the same shows. Yeah, but we also have different preferences. Mm-hmm. And we also have shows that we we don't necessarily watch together. We right. we watch separately and then fill each other in. And sometimes there's overlap. Um, and the fact that you managed to watch the Vampire Hunt season ten reunion <laughs> episode beyond me—things I wasn't expecting. Um and and hey maybe next year I'll put together a reality TV show because I will tell you right now guys you didn't ask for this but as much as I love Vanderpub season 10 y'all should be watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because that season 4 it's going off it's so good so good those girls are a mess um those girls those women are a complete mess um middle-aged women but yeah um I I honestly, also, I think I, 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 I didn't talk to this one as much because I wanted it to be a surprise. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to play all my cards because I thought my list last year were so predictable. Um, But if you haven't watched it, everyone listening, um, please go and watch The Bear. It is worth it. I don't think it's overhyped. Um, and I, I do think season two is superior. So, um, Will. Yeah. What is your, um, I'm so curious. What is your number one?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the flash. I was kidding. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, my number one is, is the last of us. Uh, yeah, I mean, you probably figured it out whenever I was talking about three shows this year that broke me, and either happily or sad. And and The Last of Us, uh, yeah, there were there were some episodes that, um, yeah, I mean, Will was a Will was like in a little ball on the floor in his living room (laughs) with a couple of those episodes, uh, just so power, just so so well done. I mean, just top the. Uh, again, as Sarah noted, there's ways that, you know, adaptations can can, can go many different ways. And the fact that they um, adapted a video game, which, you know, historically video game adapta- adaptations have not gone well. Right. Uh, and, and, but they were able to do that with this show and in a way that not only was mostly satisfying for people who've played the game, for people like me who haven't played the game, but have heard of The Last of Us, but, you know, didn't really know much about it beyond that, oh, yes, yeah, you know, it's a very popular video game. This show was just, you know, uh, it start to finish was just amazing. Uh, it, you know, there's this very rare where you have a near-perfect season of television, and, yeah. and, and this was one of those situations where you had... A, a, a near perfect season of television, but also even like the level of detail uh, with the cutscenes yeah. and the comparisons. Um, you know, when you see the cutscene and the in the live action version of it, um, you know they 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 made it their own, but it still held the spirit and in of the frames from the from the game itself. Uh, yeah. And when you watch those cutscenes. And yeah, and and again, you just become so invested in in the story with with these with with Joe and Ellie, and the people they meet along the way, and yeah, I mean it's just Chef's Kiss. I mean, yeah, you know, I can't wait for for season two. Um, can't say enough great words about this show because uh, it 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 truly was. You know, first it's you know we started off the year strong with The Last of Us. And, and I think we, oops. yeah.
0: Oh, I was just gonna say, I feel like if I remember correctly, I vaguely have this memory of us talking around this time last year, when or whenever they started dropping the teasers in the trailer, and I just I got the impression from you like this was one where I'm like, no, Will, we're recovering. Yeah, yep. <laughs> And you're like.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, I don't know I'm not sure about this, but Yeah I yeah. Yeah. But it's, yeah.
0: like, that first Episode Within the first half hour, I was like Yeah, Will's gonna be This He's gonna love this show Yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 uh, but, yeah But also,
1: yeah. yeah But also, like, too, you know, some of the things we You know, we didn't talk about it much But, like, this, with the effects Like, you know, we, you know, we they had such a beautiful blending of practical effect and visual effect. And I mean, just so many, just the level, like I mentioned before, the level of detail with, with, you know, staying true to the original, the source material, but also just, yeah, Sarah noted, you know, we, we both really, we binged the, uh, the companion show uh, podcast on, on, um, you know, uh, that HBO put out and hearing Craig and, 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 um, and, uh the, uh, shows created uh, the game creator um druckman talk about it i mean everything about it i mean it, it was just like i said uh, this very there's only few series you can say it was near perfect season of television and this is one of them
0: yeah definitely definitely and if i was ranking based on best seasons of television last of us would probably be number one uh, but I went with my heart and chose The Bear season two over it, um, and and I made this conversation probably a lot more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and you had some surprises too. Yeah. But that is our list. It um, we did overlap exactly where I thought we would. <laughs> yep. I was like, yeah. Um, but yeah. It's It's been a great year of TV Semi good year of film
2: Yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> But overall A great year for Cena nerd And on that note Will why don't you tell our listeners Where they can find you
1: Yes you can find me And let me know what you think of uh, my list On Twitter also Formerly known as Well ex-formerly known as Twitter At Will M. Polk W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K
0: Yes, and this is our last show of 2023. We will be back in about two weeks for our first show of 2024. Um, so keep keep a watch on our socials. Um, will always does a very good job about letting you guys know when we're recording. And we know we, we like to switch up the nights. <laughs> yeah, them.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll probably, something. yeah given yeah given where we yeah given where things are dropping in the first of 2024 yeah just pay it yeah pay attention probably second week of january yeah
0: yeah (laughs) Yeah. um and thank you all for your love and support um throughout 2023 and we hope you stick around for 2024 and on that note you can follow me on x as well at S J Beaumont, S J B L M O N T, please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd, friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Threads at under at Scene underscore N underscore Nerd, and visit our website www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.